0: Good morning everyone. Welcome to our regular podcast, Knowledge and Powers. And with you as always is me, Ked And then we have Barush. Hello, hello, hello. And we have Golatch.
1: dobro Dobrian, dobro Good morning, everyone.
0: Uh college had a pure eight hours of sleep, which is unbelievable. <laughs> Celebration! Yeah,
1: yeah. I just realized how much I missed my sleep. So,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say this super funny word tukanda, <laughs> and it means congratulations, and it's only funny for Slovak people. <laughs> okay, <Okey-doke>. tukanda forever. exactly. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, guys, give us three fun facts.
1: I'm going to touch the topics we've talked last week. Uh, and I think that we should know more about those. So first of them is that we've mentioned that we are jealous of people who go for smoking, that they have a break and can talk to people. Now there is a Japanese company which wants to somehow give back to non-smokers. So they give them six days of vacation extra compared to non-smokers. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> so okay, I have a problem.
0: I have a problem. I have twenty five days of vacation and I can hardly spend it. So, giving Work me 60- <clears throat> <laughs> 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 having extra six is like no. <laughs> yeah.
2: So maybe they should is- give like one hour extra of free time time? or half an hour, Yeah, (laughs) half an hour, like, like reduce the working time per day.
0: Especially in Japan, where you work like very long hours, exactly.
1: We'll see how the recommendations of the company will rise or go down depending (laughs) on this new benefit.
2: And it's also funny because in Japan, even if you have hundreds vacation days, nobody expects you to take all of them. So actually everybody expects to take as little as possible especially the companies
0: welcome to japan (laughs) 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 and that's why they don't have kids (laughs) exactly
2: One, one of the reasons for sure
0: let's go fact number two
1: fact number two is that we've talked about alpha wolves and omega wolves and probably we've all seen the picture where there is a line of wolves traveling through snow you know and talking that these three are primer alpha males protecting and this is the last one who is like the last wolf and blah 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 Uh, the thing is that all these alpha and beta and omega uh, when it comes to wolves is false Uh, and it it was a wrong misinterpretation of a study basically there are not any alpha wolves because the dominance or the leading of the pack is given to the most senior wolf they get this position by breeding so being there as a parent
2: it's interesting i i've heard similar thing about dogs that you know there are a lot of theories saying like if you if you need if you need your dog to respect you you must act like uh, alpha in a pack but this was also uh, disproved but they still need to find out like why some some dogs respect you or some dogs respect uh, some people and some don't. So I,
0: I am imagining Becky, who is scared of everything,
2: <laughs> but she respects you. Like when you, when you give her a command, she would, she would listen to you.
0: Right.
1: But she wouldn't listen many other people.
0: But that's uh, because that... of the training, I think.
1: And training and there is a codependence or dependence mm. in this case. Uh you, you get this also uh from the training of uh foxes. There is an experiment with foxes, with wolves, or actually from wolves to dogs, there is more of the oxytocin, if I remember well, and that oxytocin actually shapes how some animal works, in this case, dog or foxes or wolves, how how it all transforms. So um, yeah, I think that it's response. This is also responsible why dog is more listening to humans.
0: Yeah, it's like when Michael needs whatever something from Becky, he goes, "Where's Mama?" And then she 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 does it. <laughs> where's she, Mama? You, she walks to you. <laughs> yeah, Becky, Becky, where's Mama? <laughs> and number three, what's the and number, number three?
1: three? So it's about winter, you know or weather outside, uh, and season coming, actually. And now I want to ask you, when is the shortest day?
2: Wasn't it like 14th of December? No, shortest day, sorry.
1: Shortest day, shortest day. The longest night or the shortest day, it's on 21st December. Hmm. But what's different is that it's not the latest sunrise or soonest sunset. Like, it's getting dark sooner in other days or brighter in other days because uh, of the longitude, latitude stuff, how Earth is actually, you know, a ball and how the sun is, uh, how we are rotating around the sun. So the early sunset is not on 21st of December, but before winter solstice. So it could be that it's the 14th December, Baruch. that's what you mentioned, like. Mm-hmm. It starts to be dark much sooner, or the soonest actually.
2: Okay, so we are only talking about
1: our Sunrise sunset. Yeah, across the globe, it's a different day all the time. Uh, in in on every uh, longitude. So the more close you are to the South Pole or North Pole, to the poles, that's when actually it's getting closer to the twenty first.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So mm-hmm. the fourteenth December could be that it's the Earliest sunset for us, as mm-hmm, a Slovakia, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, because, could, be, uh, could yeah. be. Yeah, and the same goes for actually summer solstice. This-
0: I cannot wait for summer. <laughs>
1: for me, to I cannot up. wait for
2: Christmas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, doc. Uh, what's ahead of us today? Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about risk management. So I was once on an education uh, on agile strategy, something, and there was this little piece that one picture on, on risk management and I loved it and, and, and ever since I keep using it. So what what do you understand guys under if I say risk management?
2: Managing risks. Risk mitigation.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: How to avoid all the boo-boos.
0: Exactly. so let's deep dive into an example that's the best things to do so me and barush are gonna fly to korea (laughs) and so let's just start first with we need to buy the tickets right Flight tickets uh we need to make a decision which dates we want to fly for how long we want to fly do we need to uh, uh, book vacation days and and so on and so forth. So we had to write down first these steps, right? What needs to be done. And then for each of these facts, like buy ticket, uh, book the dates, etc., you can then start sort of discussing what could go wrong, right? So if we talk about the flight ticket, so of course the first thing we are discussing is the price. How much money, because it's two of us so for for me can be i'm okay with direct flight 1000 euro and Barush can say wait 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 i'm not making that much money i will not invest 1000 euro and so we already need to negotiate you know stuff so that's for example one but also with flight tickets it's not only okay now we're gonna buy them but then insurance towards the flight tickets and especially these days when we have covid and stuff so they the flight can be canceled etc and if you invest 1000 euro that's a pretty much money so you don't want to lose it so what kind of insurances you have to get the money back so then again me and Baruch, we have to sit together are you okay to invest and then you you pay then you literally write down also like if you are buying the tickets what could go wrong so for example, flight can be cancelled, uh, for example, that ticket doesn't uh, doesn't cover your uh, your luggage, um, so you might be cost on top. So you write down again all of these things and then you start uh, preparing scenarios how you could fix it. So in case of what if I would get COVID or what if I would broke my leg or what if, OK, hmm, for that we can have an insurance, right? So we can insure the ticket. Um, if there is, for example, the, 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 the ticket doesn't cover the luggage, okay, let's figure out how much is the luggage and then am I willing to pay for that or will I be okay for two weeks just with the hand luggage? And so literally you're building up all the uh, potential solutions for, for these potential problems, right? Because they may occur, they might not occur. and And also... Let's think about it. If you fly over, what if they lose you a luggage? Mm-hmm. It happened to me and I haven't seen my luggage for four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so but you uh, did see it. <laughs> yeah. After four weeks, that's true. <laughs> uh, and so again, like what, what can, if that happens, what kind of solution you can, you can build up for that? Um in that case just a very but you can't
1: prepare for everything but you can't prepare for everything right
0: correct you can't um let me just finish this one so in case they will lose you luggage guys always whatever you are bringing with you up to the airport make sure you put uh you grab like a toothbrush additional knickers or boxers (laughs) one t-shirt and one shorts just in case it's it's really relevant and with this sort of a system to answer college your your statement or a question is no you cannot think of everything that can happen but it helps you really calm down um because you already have let's say potential solution for really many many um, artifacts or facts. and then in case something does happen you are not in such a huge stress because you can actually multiply the potential solution you already prepared for the other items. And you would just choose, oh, that solution can fit this. So it's, it's very similar when me and Michal traveling, and I am very calm person, I'm like, eh, whatever. And I, will, I only deal with things once they happen. Anything before, I'm like, not gonna deal with it. And when, they, when we traveled to Hawaii and we arrived to Seattle, and that's where we found out the luggage has been lost Michal went like what are we going to do uh, stress and i'm like just calm down let's figure out let's talk to this person and we'll see and let's go step by step we don't need to put ourselves in a stress and he always says he likes that about me because it's enough that one person is in stress don't have to have to <laughs> but it counts him down as well because um and 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 preparing yourself like this, he, then you already know that you have po- numerous potential solutions as a backup plan. And if something ad hoc happens, your brain is not overflowing with information because you, you know you're calm because you have the backup plan. And so you just pick that specific solution that would fit you. And you can apply this to any project, anything. Just sit down and you basically start with, what's your target? And you go backwards. To the beginning.
1: Yeah, you so so you basically break down the project or any task you have at hand based on the work you need to do or tasks ahead of you, or some milestones maybe which you need to do, or which you need to achieve. And then you look on a ways how it probably can not happen. So like what are the obstacles on the way?
0: Correct. And what could be the role blockers?
1: S- role blockers, yeah. And then you actually prioritize or think about the most important and the most frequent ones. Or like the highest impact of the risk. Like, okay, they lose my baggage. Is it really that important for me that I'm not going to enjoy the vacation? Yes, probably. (laughs) On scale from 1 to 10 or 1 to Mm 5, it's really important. And what is the possibility, of course? So like you've flown, you have the experience that you flew like, for example, 20 times and out of those 20 times it happened once or not at all so you know like what is the chance what are the odds then
0: or or you will learn things that if you arrive to Hawaii and it's December and even though there is 31 degrees beautiful summer but because it's December and because they are on the north hemisphere of the world and you come to the shops they sell winter clothes and you are looking at the shop assistant and you go um excuse me we are in Hawaii, 31 degrees outside. Why are you selling gloves? Like when was the snow in Hawaii? Um, wasn't, and so I'm like, who is buying these? And we go back to the Japan, the Japanese. I'm like, what? <laughs> so it's important, like in this case, like it took us like four days to find a shop to buy shorts. So that was really big lessons learned for us to Ever since then, we always have just a hand carriage with very specific uh, clothes items, and that's it. And we can survive like this for four weeks with no problem. (laughs)
2: And I would highlight again what Kolac said, uh, like how important this is on a scale from let's say one to five. So if something or maybe even uh, I would look at it a little bit differently. What's the impact if it happens? it could be terrible at that moment. But eventually you found out like there is such an easy uh, solution to whatever the risk is, that it's not even worth, you know, uh, investing a lot of effort or time into managing that risk.
0: As an example, you know, the luggage can only have 23 kilos, right. And suddenly you come to the airport, and they waited and it's like, 24 and they will tell you okay one item needs to go out so think of this way before you even come to the airport so you can either not take as many stuff because once you're at the airport and you are thinking okay am i going to throw one of my things away or you can still reshuffle and it's good to travel with more people than just by yourself because then you can either put that item into your bag that you're taking up Or you can give that item to your friend because that friend has not that many stuff so it's it's things like this so right imagine that suddenly you have all your favorite clothes in your luggage and the staff at the airport tell you one kilo needs to go away and you go no i'm not gonna throw my adidas away or whatever you know this luxurious brand no so yeah
1: since we are talking about risks and they need a lot of thinking i would recommend this book from adam grant think think again Uh, it's a really great book for how to stop from thinking in the same patterns and rethink your ideas rethink how you behave rethink what how you communicate and from uh why it's connected to the risks or how it's connected to me is that at the opening there is uh, a story about firefighters who parachute to the fire so it's about you know like those in the hills and there is a story of specific group which most of them didn't survive and they actually burned within the, uh, you know within the fire except the one person who at the moment stopped and created a new solution how to avoid the fire everybody was cr- looking at him like if he's crazy um, but thanks to his new invention—or not invention—but his new attitude, he survived compared to the rest of the group. So it was a huge way how to assess the risks, how to stop for a moment and rethink your situation. Uh, and that's really like what we were talking about. So go for that. I recommend it's so not the shortest, not the longest ones, but Adam is writing a great detailed stories and also adding additional actually like surveys and data behind it. So it's not just storytelling, Mm -hmm. but actually research is behind those stories as well. So it's a nice connection between those two.
2: Thanks for recommendation.
1: Now going to projects at work
0: Mm -hmm. in the
1: corporate world, Mm -hmm. what are the two most common and most impactful risks or actually like issues happening on projects?
0: for me it's payment of external people or external things uh, because you have specific procedures in in each company and suddenly if the third party tells you i'm not able to do this 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 i'm doing this but your company doesn't do it and you need to figure out that's currently happening to me right now (laughs) even though i communicated in advance all the options we agreed on one and suddenly it's not valid anymore and i'm like and now what so to me it's like unclear communication Mm.
1: so two of those are change of requirements Mm
0: -hmm. and change
1: of a member in the team
2: oh Mm. yeah, makes sense makes
1: sense so those are like the two most common risks you need to prepare or like you need to uh get a hold of those because you know change of requirements that's unclear communication, that's change of something within the system. And that happens a lot. And the other one is that they give you or take you a member and you need to reshuffle, readjust Mm. and do it again.
0: So to sum it up, uh, think of uh, all the potential roadblocks. Think of the potential solution. Yes, you might not come up with every single solution, but it will calm you down. And then if something ad hoc happens your brain is much clearer and can focus on that one thing but in other words don't get stressed there are always other solutions uh, for everything or as my tattoo say silver lining <laughs> there is always a light at the end of the tunnel and so with that i'm gonna say bye 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 This podcast
2: represents our own opinions, experience and our own ideas. We do not represent any official statement from our employers and this is not their official channel representing the company.